I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Who dat? Hour two of the show getting you set for Saints-Dolphins final preseason game tonight at 7 o'clock. It's the Acadian Windows fans first take on WWL. And our Oakland Heart Rolex time is about two hours and 50 minutes prior to kickoff. More Saints roster battles to come and discuss, including tight end, defensive line, secondary, and we'll check in yep. from the Superdome Concourse with Christian Garrick and Bobby Bear a little bit later this hour. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at www.com and the radio.com app right now. Which position group are you watching most closely tonight? we got a bunch of choices for you there. We'll keep an eye on that poll. We'll give you the final results before our show is up. As we do every single week, Steve, we know you're chicken. You're worried about something, man. So, oh, yeah, uh, I'm a big worry ward. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so what yeah. you chicken about tonight? Brought to you by Crispy <laughs> Crunchy Chicken. Perfectly Cajun. Yeah, look, I can say that, I'll, and I'll say this all the time, because the first and foremost thing is is injury. Um, you know, that's that's the one thing that, um, you know, you don't have any control over. And it's one of the variables that, that it's part of this game, but – other than that, I'm really not worried about about anything in this game. This game is really for the guys that are guys on the bubble, guys that have come back from injury, guys that are questionable free agents, guys that are questionable to make your team to see how many reps they can get to to impress. And um, this is a make or break game for a lot of guys. So you you can rest assured that I mean uh, the butterflies are like pterodactyls, <laughs> you know, in some of these guys. So. Um, but, oh, it's very vivid. I like that. Yeah, Butterflies like pterodactyls. Yeah, it's yeah. Imagine that. But um, terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then let me get to the tight ends because the tight end part of it is is uh, is you know obviously with the with the acquisition of Cook this offseason, which to me was probably our best acquisition from what I can tell. Um, I think he's really going to uh, pay dividends for us from just from the standpoint of how athletic he is. I, I watched him in years past with, with Oakland and, and noticed that he was really one of the tight ends in the league that I thought was just underperforming f- for him just because uh, Carr didn't give him the ball, you know, at Oakland, and, and uh, or as often as he did. And, and I think he had some injuries and things too, but he looked to me like he was always a guy that was ready to sort of be in that, um, you know, Kelsey, Gron- you know, Gronkowski, um, Kittles type of a uh, group. He really was in that. In that, you know, I think, and I think he'll he'll get. I think with Breeze throwing to you, I think he almost can't help but get in that group. You know, now Josh Hill and Dan Arnold have. They're pretty consistent guys, and and then I think that, uh, they do a pretty good job of 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 the blocking part of the tight end. I'm just not so sure they do, that great of a job on the on the make, making play part of it. Um, but, look, Garrett Griffin went on IR, and then Alize Mack. You know, I think he's had some issues and as far as, you know, you know, injuries and things like that and hasn't been around a lot. But, look, A.J. Derby was a flash that they picked up a couple of weeks into the camp here. And I can tell you right now, just by his athletic ability and what he's done just in the time, short time that I've seen him, when he learns this offense better and, and has a chance to, to digest part of this um, and gets used to Drew Brees a little bit better in the things he does, I think he's going to – 
end up being your number two tight end. Yeah, I thought Garrett Griffin was squarely on this team until he was put on IR a couple of days ago. I even missed the news. It was kind of buried. And and that's somebody, Steve, they're really going to miss on special teams. He was a key contributor on most of their special teams group and a guy that I thought would have made this roster, even though a lot of people probably, you know, casual Saints fans or maybe even hardcore Saints fans, some of them wouldn't have known his name. So I thought it was a big loss, big loss. Well, and again, that's going to open up the opportunity for somebody you know, to step in that spot where he was on special teams and, and really sort of pick up the slack there. So, yeah, it's next man up in that. Let's go to the phone lines and our weekly trek voyage down under to Australia. Leader of the Houdan Army, Tony in Australia. What's up today, Tony? How are you, Steve and Seth? What's going on? The boys are going to boys are gonna dine out on dolphin sushi today. <laughs> oh, okay. Dolphin sushi. <laughs> I don't know how that sounds, but, yeah. yeah nasty. And... <laughs> Just a quick question. Do you, has there been any players that Sean's held back not to be on the field that could end up on the practice squad just so other teams can't sort of jump on jump on them? Ah, the high-level you know, game of chess Tony's talking about there. Do you see any of that, Steve? Any, explain it to me again, uh, uh, Tony. Like, I think, Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, Tony, you're saying – guys that maybe Sean isn't playing a lot in game situations so other teams don't get film on them? Is that what you're insinuating there? Yeah, and it, and if they not necessarily make the 53-man squad but end up on the practice squad, yeah. other teams can't jump in to grab them. Tony, I like that question. I think No, it's, I, it's that's a, a great question. question, Tony. And you know what? I don't know. All I know is, is uh, unless that is sort of an agreement between – Sean and this guy, uh, you know, the somebody that would be in that position, and and that would be, uh, you know, double top secret type stuff. But 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 I can tell you that that um, as a player, I'd be very concerned if I wasn't getting any reps, mm-hmm. you know. But then to kind of figure to find out that oh, well, he's got you know me in his back pocket here. He's uh, you know he's he's hiding me in the from the rest of the league. But that would have to be something that would come from Sean and the. Obviously, the position coach and the and the player because um, I don't see any guys that that in, in that in that situation right now. But again, uh, hey, stranger things happen, and I know they have done stuff like that before. Look, the, the subterfuge behind the scenes this time of year in the NFL is it's always fascinating to me, and there is for a lot of the guys now that are heading to the practice squad big time roster bonuses maybe to compensate for not getting on you know a 53-man roster somewhere else if you're picked up and so i hadn't thought about this in a while tony but it's a great well, question you know the other part of it is too is look there, there's there's guys that are that are trying to make this team and and they and they they're not going to be good enough to make this team and so they end up this bottom i don't know 20 percent of your roster is always so fluid and it's yeah, constantly not, being upgraded I'm not talking about a lot of players. Maybe sure. there might be one or two sleepers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right? Oh, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. I just don't know. I, I just I can't identify any of those guys. I guess they, it's a it's a great secret. You know, I guess they would have to sort of keep it a secret. Uh, you know, between the player and the coach, but I don't, I can't identify those players. I'll tell you this, and this is somebody me. who's going to make the roster, fellas, is a guy that we have not seen in game situation that I am sure part of that is Sean does not want to show him on film to other teams, even if it's just, you know, vanilla film, is Jared Cook. He's apparently a little bit banged up, but not in a situation where he couldn't have played in these games. I just don't think Sean wants to show people how he's going to actually implement him into the offense. Well, look, I can tell you this, that as much as Sean Payton loves the tight end position, 
And as much as Drew Brees utilizes that tight end position, there's times we got three tight ends out there. Do you know that? Yeah. Um, this, and and this, Taysom this, Hill. This, <laughs> yeah, this, this creates a huge problem for defensive coordinators. And, well, Monday, and, for me, Monday week can't come quick enough because I get to see them play live on TV. I'm with you, Tony. Tony, good. thanks for checking in, bud, all right? Good on you, fellas. Catch you next week. Thanks, Tony. All right, Tony, down under in Australia. That's right. Good day, Tony. Good day. It's very early. It's a good night almost down there. Uh, Tony in Australia, thanks. Uh, 504-260-1870, that's the phone number. Wherever you are, Saints fans, 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-870. Remember, this is your show. When we come back, more roster battle discussions. We'll switch to the defense. Defensive line got a little interesting with Sheldon Rankin's return. We'll talk about that when we come back on the Acadian Windows Fans First Take here on WWL. Hey, a little shout-out to Tony in Australia from the text line, the 985 text in. Anyone else love it when Tony calls in? He's so knowledgeable. He is. We love it every week, Steve. Tony is a, uh, a very uh, educated fan. Yeah, he certainly is. Let's talk about the defensive line. This this group right. is it got a little more interesting now that Sheldon Rankins is officially back on the active roster and off pup. They will hold him there, which means Thank because God. he will not play yeah. for the first four to five weeks of the reports, not in game action anyways, that means they're basically holding a roster spot for him. So when I did my roster projections yesterday, Steve, I initially mm-hmm. had nine. Well, early in the week I had nine on there. But because Rankins won't play, I actually put ten. And uh, Rankins, Davenport, Cam Jordan, David Onyemata, Malcolm Brown, Trey Hendrickson, uh, Mario Edwards, pretty much all, and, and Taylor Stallworth, probably all locks. Then you have guys like, in my mind, Wes Horton, Sylvester Williams, guys who I think are on the roster. But uh, you brought up some guys during the break, Shy Tuttle, some others who yeah. are certainly going to get a look. Ziggy Hood. I mean, I, I've seen these guys play in the past on other teams. Like, Ziggy Hood was a, was a, was a formidable force. Mm-hmm. I mean, a uh, Missouri guy, I think. Uh, Strong, strong guy. Uh, really could sort of hold the middle there. Sylvester Williams, sort of the same thing, a bigger guy. But uh, Stallworth does nothing but great things all the time when I watch him. But, look, those guys can all flat get it. And I know we lose on Yamada just for the first game, though, right? One game. One game. So, that okay, that's not going to be uh, too big deal. But the fact that Rankins is back is huge. Now, I don't know how far along he is before he's ready to go and get into game shape. And pup means you're on it for the least of what first? If I, uh, six weeks. You can practice week six and seven. You can play in week eight, basically. So half the season. He's done for half. He's, he's mm-hmm. not going to be there for half the season. Correct? Well, he's off pup. So they brought him off pup. So he can play. But but, but what I what I was told is he's uh, he's not going to play, which is interesting. You would think if they're going to do that, um, he would play early. But this is what I was told, Steve, when I asked around and got some feedback on this. They said they want him to hit guys, which he can if he's on pup, you know, with the CBA rules and everything. Obviously, he can't have him practice if he's on pup. So they wanted him to get back to practice, move around a little bit, hit some people, get some contact. So that's the only way they could do it, basically, was bringing him off pup and holding a roster spot for him. Well, that's going to be the thing that's going to test that um, that Achilles more than anything else is, look, there's a big, big difference between practice and game tempo, and especially um, when you're moving on the field with uh, a surgically repaired you know, aspect of your legs, especially something like that. Um, you know, look, it, everything is, is, comes from that. Mm-hmm. Okay, all, the, all your power in your body is, is tra- it's transferred down uh, – you know your posterior chain into your, uh, you know, 
your toe, your big toe, which we have big problems with, you know, with guys good with the uh, look at Marcus Davenport, yeah, and uh, and then obviously there's a lot of uh, a lot of tension going on with that, you know, largest tendon in the body being the uh, Achilles there. So once they figure out that he can sort of explode on that and be able to uh, uh, transition, move around, uh, have the bounce, have the lateral quickness as well as sort of the explosiveness. Uh, and be able to hold up double teams, you know, you know, guards and centers and stuff like big heavy dudes coming at you hard, uh, and then being able to sort of explode off that and, and uh, you know go one way or the other and make a tackle or something like that. That's a that's a lot to ask for, and uh, and he's come back faster than I've seen a lot of guys come back for. So, uh, you know, kudos to him and his and his uh, rehab ability and, and 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 whatnot. So, and obviously, I think the surgeon probably did a great job on the on the repair. So, look, I. That's a huge thing, and that's one thing I look for. You know, being an ex-center, is I look at interior defensive linemen more than anything, and three techniques, the three shade guys, and, and nose tackles. And um, when you say that, and yeah. a lot of our listeners are going, well, what, what, "What's three technique? What's three shade?" Yeah, a three shade is a is a is when you have an over and under defense, you have four defensive defensive linemen. You have a nose tackle that obviously is over the center, and then your three shade is on either guard. And he's usually either head up or shaded outside, okay? And that gives them the sort of balance that they're looking for to cover up those gaps uh, defensively and make that a, a sound uh, defensive front. So um, I, I like uh, the fact that I, wa- I watch these guys. And I, like Malcolm Brown, to me, was another one that, man, he came in here and it was just seamless. Acted like a very, very uh, – high motor guy that looks to me like they've let him do some things that he uh, that they didn't let him do with the Patriots and I think he's become an extremely good factor for us I think Davenport's on his way uh, to really sort of uh, you know breaking out from what he was I think a lot of people are waiting on that and he's getting a lot of you know publicity not necessarily uh, positive but nevertheless I think he's he's gone on his way to do it and then Hendrickson is like a dog man That's Saints defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins earlier this week on his return to the active roster. Welcome back to the show. Saints Dolphins coming up at 7 o'clock tonight. We're throwing it to countdown to kickoff. The Bud Light countdown to kickoff brought to you with Bobby Bear and Christian Garrick. Uh, top of the hour. Christian's at least going to join us. Might hear from Bobby, too, in about 10 minutes. I, I haven't asked your thoughts yet, and I think the entire everybody who's listening, the entire Saints fan base would like to know. What do you think about Andrew Luck retiring unexpectedly last Saturday? You know, I um... – I don't think anybody can tell a man when he needs to retire from something or, you know, needs to hang up something. I think that's his own personal decision. Now, I will say this, that the timing of it was bad. But you know what? Um, I think he wanted to make sure um, that he really wanted to do that. And from my understanding is I think he had a talk with uh, the the coach uh, a week or two before and like I guess was hitting around to that to that uh, that he was going to try to do that and I, I think probably the coach said look well we got to have to know by you know a certain date um, I know he's getting a lot of criticism for it but look I can tell you right now that um, there comes a time um, when you know you can't do it and even though uh, we don't know exactly what was going on with him we don't know you know if he's got some uh, you know emotional issues going on or whatever look I can I can tell you that when you battle injury after injury after injury after injury, that can bring you down for a while. And you're thinking, what in the hell am I doing this for? You know, I'm getting literally, you know, hell beat out of me. And he's not doing it for the money. 
You know, he's doing it because he loved the love of the game. I have a lot of respect for the guy. I think he's a, he was a great football player, and it was time for him to go. I I can't I can't uh, I can't second guess that. I can't say, oh, you know, I would have done this different. I would have done that different. I don't know. And so I don't have uh, my opinion is that I think he did what he what he felt like he should do, and I don't have any problem with it. And I don't think that Andrew Luck owes us, you know, Saints fans you know, or people who watch no. football anything. And, and I'll tell you this too, Seth. It's there's a certain um, ownership that fans feel towards their professional football players. And I'm using professional football. They're sports people. Mm -hmm. And that's that's not right, okay? That's nobody's business but his own and and his team and the team. And I think that he felt what he – look, I can tell you right now, as a guy that would be – if I was playing with Andrew Luck and he'd have done this, I would have thought, you know, I would rather have him um, retire – then know that he had the retirement uh, mentality going on during the football season, because I know that he wouldn't have been worth a damn, or it would have been a shade, uh, just a very, a very uh, um, skeleton of what he would have should be if you're all in and you're not thinking, you know, you're talking about retirement. You're, you know, you're ready to go, and you're, you know, he he would have been a different, completely different guy. And when people and you you said it perfectly here that it was not about the money; it was about his happiness and his health. With the quarterback contracts now, and this is a low ball figure, 29 years old. He plays another decade in the league at $35 million a year at quarterback. With That's going to go way up. I mean, that's what Russell Wilson got. That's $350 million that he basically so turned down know, to be happy. And you know that he – okay, he doesn't have anything debilitating, okay? He's got stuff that's just piled up over and over and over and over again, and he's saying, hey, I'm just, I've had it with this. I'm tired of it. And that's where he came. And it's not, it's not, it doesn't mean he's soft, doesn't mean he's weak, doesn't mean any of that. It just means that, hey, this guy was a great football player at one point, and you could see how good he was. To me, he, they, the Colts were heavy, heavy into the Super Bowl talk this year with him coming back. So the fact that, you know, he decides that, you know, to bail out doesn't tell me anything other than the fact that, look, this guy made a choice that it wasn't for him anymore. And this also reminded me, as I thought about it all week long, Steve, that. Instead of this thing we get caught up in, this social media age, this 24-hour sports news cycle, we always want to know who's the next Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees. Instead of us just debating that incessantly every single day of the year, we appreciate that Tom and Drew are still out there doing their thing. There might not be another one. There will never be another one of those guys. No, you're right. I tell people all the time and every time, you know, uh, New Orleans fans, um, enjoy number nine while he's here. Because he won't be here forever. It feels like he's been here forever because you've got this, you know, great thing going on. And it's sort of this great machine that's this finely tuned, you know, high performance machine out there. And it's run by this guy. And and he plays at such a high level and does things so good all the time. But you know what? There's going to come a point where he's going to say, I'm not going to do it anymore. It might be this year, might be next year. Who knows? Uh, we'll wait for that. But yeah, enjoy it while you can, Saints fans. He's Steve Court. I'm Seth Dunlap. We're going to add to our show Christian Garrick, maybe Bobby Abear joining the show when we come back. Plus, yeah, your Hoodat chance, like we do every single Saints game day to end our show coming up in 10 minutes. It's the Acadian Windows fans' first take. Saints Dolphins tonight on WWL. Oh, well, look, the party's getting bigger because joining us live outside the Superdome in front of Gate A on the concourse, Christian Garrick, as he gets ready for the Bud Light countdown to kickoff. Christian, what's going on, man? 
Fellas, how are we doing? I'm glad, I'll be glad when this one's over because then we can talk about real football upcoming and roster cuts, et cetera. Boy, you're right. I can't, I can't wait for it. Actually, I've got to enjoy preseason in the last couple of years. I used to hate preseason you football, know, I, but it's better than no football. Yeah, and you know what, Seth and Steve, I, I don't love it, but it is neat to watch, you know, as we, you guys have talked about these position battles, that's really what you look for now, right? You're, yeah, you're it looking is. You, to see who's standing you, out, yep. who's not. And, you know, who's, what, what's, what sucks about tonight is this is going to be the last time some of these guys are ever going to play organized football again, ever. Yeah, that's going to be uh, – that's kind of sad for some of them. That really is sort of a uh, – that's the part that I don't like about it. But, um, mm-hmm. but it is a reality. Um, once you get here, it's, uh, it's really, really hard to stay. But, um, look, there's – you have to look at uh, preseason football completely different than regular season football. Like, like you said, before you have to break it down into segments, you have to like watch certain positions and certain players in certain positions to see, you know, how they're, uh, you know, me, you know, developing from week to week and, and sort of what the position battles is going to be. Christian, yeah. uh, some of the roster battles that seem to be the most difficult for us to break down, two of them, and I want to know how you kind of handicap these battles: wide receiver and offensive line. Two tough ones, really tough ones. Uh, they've got okay. So we start at wide receiver. I think Emmanuel Butler is on this team, Just, and and I know his two appearances in the preseason haven't haven't been necessarily dazzling, but I think he's just done enough, and they feel really good about uh, what he could become. The, the the upside is tremendous with Emmanuel Butler. Um, I don't know how they treat Deontay Harris. Uh, you know, in other words, I've told you, and I think I've told Steve that there was a thought in my head that they may keep five as little as five wide receivers. But I think Deontay Harris, if he's the fifth wide receiver per se, then they would have to keep another uh, wide receiver. So that would be six. And that could be anywhere from Keith Kirkwood potentially being that sixth guy or a, a guy that I know you guys like, I know Seth likes, and, and Austin Carr. So it's a tough one to size up because the other thing, too, is Alvin Kamara, even Taysom Hill, and Jared Cook, they, they all function. They can function as a wide receiver. So can Dan Arnold. So it gives them some flexibility a little bit. Along the offensive line, I don't think the biggest thing for me, and Steve would know better than me, but – for me, they don't have, I don't think, that swing left or right tackle. The guy that can go over there right. if, if Teron Armstead goes down or Ryan Ramchek goes down. They don't have a Jermon Bushrod to plug in there. No, the only one right now that I can see is, is, is Marshall Newhouse stepping in that, in that role, but I don't, know, um, I don't know what their plans are. I don't know if they're going to keep nine or eight or if they're going to um, – I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, nine seems like a lot, especially I think two of the last six years, they've actually started week one with only seven offensive linemen, uh, at least when they cut down to 53 on the roster. So that, yeah, it's one of the positions uh, we're watching closely. That was a great segue, Christian, because I was going to mention Jermon Bushrod is calling it a career one-day contract with the Saints, and he'll retire as a member of the organization. Guys, I'm sure you both have great memories of Jermon in a Saints uniform, especially, of course, he was part of that Super Bowl team. For sure, and Bobby is here alongside, by the way. He just, uh, just got here, um, so he's ready to go whenever you guys are. But I'll start with Jermon Bushrod. I got fond memory, memories of him just as, obviously, as a football player, what he did, he's a Super Bowl champion. And that year, that was the year uh, Jamal Brown got injured in 2009 in the preseason, and we didn't know too much about Jermon Bushrod other than he was a, four, uh, a rookie out of uh, a fourth-round draft pick out of um, Towson. Towson. Towson, yeah. And yeah, where in the, Maryland. That's yeah. in Maryland. And, yeah. and then he kind of just – everybody was expecting to be a huge drop-off when Ma- – when, when, uh, when he went down, and then he stepped up in, in, in his shoes at left tackle and really kind of blossomed and then got a big payday with the Bears several years later. And uh, he's, he's always had a great love and affinity for this, this city and this organization. And he's a first-class guy when you talk to him. He's never been 
rude or, or, or short with the media. He's always been pretty, pretty uh, easy to talk to and, and have uh, have conversations with. Well, it'd be interesting to see who's going to be potentially uh, the new Bushrod this year, uh, compared to not when he was starting, but with how he contributed to the team last year. So uh, I still think that's kind of a, a wait and see approach. Yeah, I, I agree uh, with you, Bobby. I, I, I'm also. I don't know. I, I, to me, I'm, I'm sitting here still trying to figure out um, if Nick Easton makes this team. Well, he will this year because of the will, money. Because they, they have to pay him, Steve. Uh, now, next year, uh, I don't think so. Uh, you know, it be interesting. I, I don't know. I think they're on the team for sure, and, and we're counting on Bridgewater and Easton. But 2020, uh, that might be a different animal. But, you know, it's amazing. Uh, you look at the past two uh, ends of training camp, late summer, additions uh look when we got Taysom Hill from the Packers yep uh Justin Hardy uh you look even Austin Carr from the Patriots uh you know Dwayne Washington so that's why yep it looks Saturday's gonna be here before you know it when they got to get to 90 to the 53 3 p.m the deadline Saturday so uh stay tuned because uh, there could be a number of individuals that we didn't even see an OTA's yeah. minicamp or training camp that's gonna be on hey the Bobby seat. I said this I said hey if AJ Derby knows more of this offense he ends up being your second team tight end. Second team? Yeah, if he, know, if he ends up knowing more, more about this offense, I think the athleticism that he showed, I think, to me, from what yeah, I've the, seen. The only, the only thing is Dan Arnold had an awesome game against the Jets. Uh, no, that, that, I mean, I mean that, that's what the Saints wanted to see because they like that upside. Uh, when you look at Dan Arnold, what he was able to do uh, mm-hmm. against the Jets. Stay tuned. Bobby Christian, stay right there as we do every week. We end our show with your Hootat chance. We want the best Hootat chance. They might even have a mic out there on the concourse. You want to give us your best shot? Give us a call, 504-260-1870. We had some really good ones last week. Uh, I think a couple of 10 ratings from a Steve Court, which never happens. So no, uh, no, <laughs> let's try right. it again. 504-260-1870. We need good, fun, creative, crazy Hootat chance coming back and wrapping up the Acadian Windows fans first take on WWL. It's the Acadian Windows fans first take on WWL, and it's time for your Hoot at Chance. Got enough for a couple of them, 504-260-1870. We really need to get pumped up for this game against Miami. Look, it's the final preseason game, so we need all the juice we can get, Steve Court. Let's do this. Get yeah, a little chopper. I want to hear some of this. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. All right, first up, Dave. What you got, Dave? Okay, I'm going to let you start again. That was a little false start. We're going to let you guys try it one more time. Dave and everybody else there, give us your best. (laughs) Might have been a little adult beverage infused there. Yeah, that was – I'm going to give him about an 85 on that. All right, 85. Good try, fellas. Thanks for calling. Uh, Brian, what you got, Brian? Hey. You're on. Mm-hmm. Give it. Give us your best. Oh, okay. Well, that well, that, that was quick. <clears throat> the Dolphins have Aquaman, but we have Captain America. Who that say they're gonna <laughs> beat them? Say who that? Who that? Who that? Steve, final ranking. We gotta go. Uh, I'm gonna give him about a 90 just on creativity. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling, Brian. Thanks everybody. Bud Light countdown to kick off next. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.